1: What's up Dolphins? Welcome into the Wednesday, January the 24th edition of the Locked on Dolphins podcast. I am your host Travis Wingfield and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football and on today's show if I sound a little bit jazzed up it's because it's one of my favorite weeks in football. Of course I'm talking about the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl week is here. The practices are underway. We're going to be talking all things Senior Bowl preview including an update on the Dolphins quarterback position from Mobile as well as your Twitter questions. But first I have to remind you guys to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Check me out on Twitter, at NFL. Follow the show at LockedOnFins. And, of course, check out LockedOnDolphins.com. Right now, my piece talking about the Dolphins coaching staff changes is up live right now from Eric Stetisville, Chris Kosarek, the... Promotion for Sean Jefferson, as well as Dow Loggins coming on over. So check out that piece on LockedOnDolphins.com. And of course, last but not least, check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts, including the Locked On Heat podcast and the Locked On Draft podcast for all the updates on the upcoming 2018 NFL Draft. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our first segment here. And we're going to start naming the segments for you guys. I guess kind of make a little bit more organization, kind of pimp out the segments and the previews and the tweets that go out before the show. So I want you guys to... Go ahead and be interactive with me here and kind of help me name some of these segments or come up with ideas for segments because I'm always looking for new ideas to kind of make this show fresh. So shoot me some tweets on Twitter, at Wingful NFL, for some ideas for segments. The first one we're going to do every day, this is going to be a new thing. First on the fins, very first thing we're going to talk about. The most, I guess, popular issues surrounding the Miami Dolphins is going to be the first thing we dive into. And today, I mean, we have the Senior Bowl, that's the premise of this episode, but this is the really first or the most tangible Dolphins news we have. An article by Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald saying the Dolphins have agreed to part ways with Matt Moore. And that's not an official thing yet, but the Dolphins are going to pick a quarterback, find a quarterback, but they're going to replace Matt Moore, not Ryan Tannehill. There was mutual interest to part ways. Matt Moore, obviously a little bit eh, not pleased about the fact that Tannehill goes down and they immediately sign Jay Cutler and just, completely wash away the idea of Matt Moore being a starting quarterback. So he's not thrilled with the dolphins as you can understand why dolphins aren't thrilled with him. He gets hurt quite a bit. I mean, the guy played two games and had a couple of injuries this year as well, too. So, Agreeing to mutually part ways, a lot of stuff surrounding the quarterbacks down in Mobile today talking about, of course, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and all those guys down there that are possibly top 10, top 5, maybe even top 3 draft picks in the NFL coming up in April. So lots of news in the Dolphins quarterback front. It sounds like Ryan Tannehill continues to be the guy they're going to continue to hammer home, which is a little bit contradictory to what they were talking about, I guess. I mean, I, I guess the uh, Chris Greer comment at the end of season press conference where he said, we're going to take the best player available. That includes quarterback. That doesn't really tell you anything at all. It's just not information. It's just him giving you lip service in terms of what you want to hear. So I think that this is more, more credible information that the dolphins are going to replace Matt Moore, not Ryan Tannehill than anything they said about the draft in the past. So, we will get to the Senior Bowl quarterbacks talking about some guys the Dolphins might keep an eye on. And, and that includes a couple of guys towards the top of that draft, too. So we'll get to that. But first, let's go ahead and talk about the Twitter mailbag. You guys know the drill by now. I put out the call on Twitter asking for your questions. If you go ahead and post a question that is, let's 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 just be honest and call it what it is. If it's a good question, I'll answer it on the air. I'll give you a Twitter shout-out as well, and we'll go from there. You guys provide some awesome questions. So let's go ahead and jump right into that Twitter mailbag right now. Senior Bowl edition of the Twitter mailbag on the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. And let's go ahead and continue that quarterback theme, talking about the players down there in Mobile. The first question comes from Kevin Fielder, at Kev underscore Fielder. With all the recent hype around him, where do you think Josh Allen ends up going? I can't help but think he's my favorite or second favorite quarterback prospect behind Luke Falk, WSU's own Go Cougs. I added that last part for you guys there, Washington State alum Luke Falk, that is. Josh Allen, I think, is going top two. I don't think he survives the first two picks. I think the Browns or the Giants will take him up there. I think he is absolutely the quarterback with the most upside. He has such rare traits from a physicality standpoint. The quick twitch, the ability to get out of pressure, the ability to throw on the run, on the edge. He can play action. He can throw from the pocket. That's a pro-style offense down there in Wyoming. He did a lot with not very much talent. I know his stats weren't great, but I don't really care about stats. That's for guys that don't do this for a living or guys that don't scout on an amateur basis or a professional basis, whatever you want to call it. This, this, this box score is what you look at when you don't know what you're looking at, basically. So I know there's some validity to that in terms of what the box score means, but look at the tape, look at how you can project this guy, look at his raw trades, what he can do in terms of how he can spin the football, how he can evade pressure, all that stuff. He is a fantastic looking prospect. You're going to have to do a lot of work to clean some of those things up, but that's what coaches get paid to do. And that's what this draft thing is all about. Projection, 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 not production, projection. What's he going to be at the next level? Is he going to be a great player at the next level? Or was he a guy that was a good college player that you're hoping could sustain that level with tougher competition? So I think Josh Allen has all the traits to become a great player at the next level, much better than he ever was in college. Just have to get the right coaching, the right consistency in the mechanics, get everything going right. So I think that he is gone by number pick by number two at the New York Giants there. So top two picks, he's gone. So we're not going to have to worry about him being on the board of the Dolphins pick at number 11. So question number two, is again centered towards the quarterback. And it comes from Steve Morrow, at Morrow underscore Steve. What part of the draft do you think Miami is most likely to target a quarterback? Let's go with that one first. He's got a couple of questions in here, so we'll go ahead and just answer that first one first, talking about which round of the Dolphins will take a quarterback in. I'm going to say it's going to be round three or later. I think the first two rounds are going to be guys they want to get on the field for a lot of snaps next year, guys that can contribute right away. But I do think that that backup quarterback round or range, you kind of have to find someone in that third to fourth round, because beyond that, you're really just hopeful that you get a decent guy. I mean, look at uh, Brad Kaya last year, goes in the sixth round, gets cut, can't find a team. I mean, just you're not going to find good quarterbacks that late in the draft unless you get very lucky like Tom Brady or whatever it is. So you got to find a guy in the middle rounds. I mean, a backup quarterback makes around 4 to $6 million per year. So you're looking at a guy that really is an important position on your in your organization. So you kind of have to address that somewhat high in the draft. But I wouldn't go past the first two rounds. Let's say round three is where they start to look for a quarterback. Which ones do you think are the best fit for Adam Gaze's system? I haven't studied him close enough to do that yet. I think Josh Allen would be. I think that Gaze would love to work with Josh Allen. I think that... A quarterback we'll talk about later on in the Senior Bowl preview. We'll get to that here in a minute. I'll talk to you about that on the other side of the show here. And the next question he asks is, what do you think of Marcus Davenport? Will he be a candidate for Miami at 11? Is he a better fit in a 4-3 or a 3-4? I think he's amazing. I think he measured like a pterodactyl today was my comment I made on Twitter, I believe. And he has a wingspan like LeBron James. He's about 260, 6'7", just built like a freaking beast. He has an amazing burst off the edge, plays with a great motor, strong guy, quick guy, does everything you want him to do. I think he's I think he's going to go in the top 10s. So I don't think the Dolphins are going to have a chance to even pick him. So if he's there at 11, I think he would definitely be in the running for the pick If between him and maybe one or two other guys if he's on the board. So... Whether he's a 4-3, 3-4, I think you can put him anywhere on this defense in terms of the defensive end position on the wide nine. He'll play the 4-3 DN for the Miami Dolphins. So so to, to recap, third round for the quarterback, I will say Josh Allen for the best fit for the system. Marcus Davenport, absolutely a top 10 pick and a 4-3 DN for him. Next question is from Noah DuPont at Noah, Noah's a dork. Sorry about that, Noah. He says, give me all the Shaquem Griffin info. We'll get to him in the Senior Bowl preview at the end of the show, so I will save that for you on that one. Next question comes from Iretron Gellin. I probably butchered that name. I'm sorry, man. It's at Iretron G92. Having more knowledge of this draft class, what positions become a priority in free agency? That is a really good and tough question, one that I probably can't give you a comprehensive answer on right now, but I will just say that I think that this tight end class is really looks really strong. And I think you could really make a case for a tight end within the first couple of rounds there for the Dolphins. But I think that that's a position you want to look at in free agency as well because they probably need a couple of tight ends on this roster. Whether you think AJ Derby and Marquise Gray are valuable number two or even number one tight ends, you're going to have to find someone else outside of those guys and maybe even two guys. So I think tight end could be an area of concern. I've lo- I've thought for a long time that left guard will be a position that they sign in free agency. I think you could probably look for more of a center type of player in terms of the draft or a center right guard type of player. But I think left guard will probably be an experienced veteran free agent if they can find one. So I'll say a tight end and left guard for you there. Next question comes from Andy Cardell. That's Andy Cardell, or at Andy Cardell Jr. Do you think this is the year Gaze, I'm going to assume you meant draft his own quarterback here. Do you think this is the year Gaze drafts his own quarterback even though he loves Tannehill? I think they will draft a quarterback somewhere. I just don't, I don't know who the veteran backup would be that they would sign. I think they probably look somewhere to start trying to groom somebody to back up Tannehill or eventually take over for Tannehill in case the knee doesn't get better or whatever it could be. So I think that absolutely they'll draft a quarterback this year. Next question comes from Julian Luco at Julian underscore Luco. After seeing these playoffs, would you prefer another defensive heavy draft? That's a fantastic question because we learned about how much defense or how far defense took some of these teams in the playoffs this year. I don't I don't care which direction you go in, just get the best players. I think the Dolphins could do a lot of stuff on offense in this draft. This class, like I said, this tight end class is loaded. There's some good interior offensive line, there's some good running backs. There's some, even even some receivers that could replace guys like I don't know, Jarvis Landry if he goes off. So I think you could really reshape your offense in this class and kind of build it around Ryan Tannehill. So I would not be opposed to that by any stretch of the imagination. But that's not to say that I don't love this defensive class as well. You've got guys like Derwin James, Marcus Davenport, and some later guys in the draft we'll talk about later in the episode too. So I think you can go either way. Just take the best players. I know it's a really cliche cop out answer, but I, if if I had to, if you if I had to make a decision right now, I would say I want to rebuild the offense around Ryan Tannehill. So that's my vote. Go for the offense. And that's it for the Twitter mail back here on the Locked Dolphins podcast. Your host Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL. We're gonna talk all things Senior Bowl here coming up.
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On Dolphins Podcast, Travis Wingfield. I am super jealous that I am not in Mobile right now for the Senior Bowl. I have been covering this thing as a amateur writer slash podcaster for a couple of years now, I've been following the game for as long as I can remember. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. All those practices, you get tons and tons of information. Whether you you watch the practices themselves or just watch the program, listen to some of the things like guys like Daniel Jeremiah or Charles Davis, some of those more high up type of scouts that I really respect. I guess Mike Mayock to a lesser extent these days, but he used to be a really guy on top of his game there as well. But those guys can provide some great intel, even if it's just information about a guy from a small school you didn't know about. It's so much good information. I could not recommend watching those shows enough. I'll be watching those all night tonight, all night tomorrow night. So I am recording this on Tuesday night out here on the West Coast. It's about 6 p.m. So this podcast will be up for you guys first thing Wednesday morning on the East Coast at midnight for you guys. So I haven't watched any practices yet. I've only been on Twitter at work for most of the day looking at stuff and kind of just refreshing some of the stuff, the measurements, some of the you know little quips here and there from guys that, that like to tweet out the, the live practice reports from the Senior Bowl. But I am planning on watching everything from Tuesday here tonight. And then we'll watch everything on Wednesday, on Wednesday night. So every day will be a little bit, will be one day late. So obviously this is Wednesday's podcast. This is going to talk about a preview. I haven't watched anything yet. And we'll talk about the practices tomorrow and so forth. You guys get the drill. And then Sunday, I'll wrap it up with an entire conference. Comprehensive report on the senior bowl, but going into the game, going into these practices, let me just clarify first. The game is not really what you're here for. It's, I'm here for the practices because that's where you learn the most. I think the one-on-one drills can be a really good tool to see what guys can do. And then obviously the way these guys meet with teams, you get to learn about who they met with, who they talked to, who they liked, who they had the most interest in. So, so much good information you can learn from this week. And let's just go down the list of players I am keeping an eye on for the Miami Dolphins. And we're going to start with quarterbacks. Once again, I talked about Josh Allen at length. I love the kid. I love his ability. He has so much raw ability and raw traits. I think you can make a really good quarterback there. So somebody that if he falls to 11, you have to keep an eye on. And then here's some of the quarterbacks you guys asked about later on in the draft process. at that are at the Senior Bowl that could be drafted later on. The first one is Brandon Silver, the quarterback from Troy. He played two of his best games of his career at LSU, beating the Tigers, and then coincidentally playing another Tigers in the Clemson Tigers at Clemson. Did not quite win that game, but played played well and played close in that game. He is a big-time physical trait type of guy that can really spin it. So keep an eye out for Brandon Silver. Tanner Lee from Nebraska. I, I've heard his name linked to the Dolphins. I watched a lot of Nebraska this year. He was not very impressive through a lot of interceptions, but he has the physical traits you like there too. So quarterbacks that are tall, have poise, and have the big arms and the big the big physical traits are the ones you're kind of looking at, which is kind of funny for this next guy because Luke Falk, Washington State's own go Cougs, is the kind of guy that doesn't really have the big arm. And people think that he kind of lost some of his velocity on the football playing in that pop gun type of offense because you are really become more of an arm thrower than actually a guy that can drive the ball with his feet and use his footwork to set up big time throws. And he makes a lot of short timing type of passes in that wide open Washington State offense. But where I didn't like him was his inability to deal with pressure in the pass rush. He really kind of succumbed to that pressure. And he just didn't really look like he had the urgency or the the sense of like kind of pocket awareness. I hate that term. But the awareness of what's going on around him under the face of the rush. And he took so many sacks and just gets hit so hard so often. Last name, Kurt Benkert from Virginia. He had a good game against the Miami Hurricanes. As I'm sure most of you guys know in that game, they almost took down the Canes before the Cane season kind of fell apart. But Kurt Benker, another guy I'm looking at this week here in Senior Bowl, Mobile, Alabama, the Senior Bowl practices. Running backs, I have two guys listed. They are kind of similar types of players, and it's kind of funny because they're both bruisers, guys that can really pick up the short yards, that run the ball hard, but they also have great hands that can catch the ball out of the backfield. This, the one that I'm looking at from North Carolina State, Jalen Samuels, he is like an H-back slash tight end slash running back. I don't know what he is because he played everywhere at North Carolina State, but he can line up in the slot. He can line up in line. He can flex out wide. He can play the running back. Keep an eye out on him. Kellen Bal- or Kalen Bellage, I should say, from Arizona State. I've been tweeting about him the last couple of days. He has some smooth hands. He's a great route runner. He's a big, big physical back, and he, he had an interview on Move the Sticks podcast a while back before the season started. really love the way he conducted himself and talked about being a teammate and that type of thing. There too. So Kellen Balaj and Jalen Samuels, the two running backs, wide receivers. Alan Lazard from Iowa State. He is a big body, go-get type of receiver, a rebound type of receiver. Love his game. Michael Gallup, the all-everything guy from Colorado State. He had a huge year this year, just dominated the Mountain West out here on the West Coast and just, he really took it to everybody he played against. Great route runner, great physical guy, a really alpha mentality type of player. Jaleel Scott from New Mexico State. He is another one of those rebounder, big types of bodies. He's a great looking player down there in the in the uh, FCS or non-Power 5, non-Group 5 schools. Deshaun Hamilton is the name of the senior bull slash shrine week. He is Penn state's speed demon. He gets a lot of separation really quick jitter off line scrimmage. Good route runner, good looking player there. And then lastly, Cedric Wilson from Boise state, more mountain West games from him. He just catches everything. He's in traffic. He, he, Comes down with everything you throw to him. So I want to keep an eye on him as well. So Alan Lazard, Michael Gallup, Jaleel Scott, Deshaun Hamilton, and Cedric Wilson, your wide receivers. Let's talk about tight ends and the offensive line here to finish up the offense here in the Senior Bowl. I'm looking at Dallas Godert from South Dakota State. He is another one of those basketball-playing rebound type of tight ends that has fantastic skills down in the red zone. I think he is a very, very interesting guy and a guy that's very high up on the Dolphins target list at the tight end position. Mike Gasecki from Penn State is another one of those guys that can really, he doesn't offer much as an inline blocker or anything at all, really. He's more of a, just a receiver. So if you're looking for that two tight end set that I've been talking about for so long, wanting 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends, two wideouts, he is a guy that you would have to think about in more of a, I don't want to say Aaron Hernandez type of role, but an Aaron Hernandez type of role, a guy that can really play more basketball and be more of a pass-catching tight end than anything else. Troy Fumagali from Wisconsin, another one of those guys that... Could do better as an inline blocker. He's a great rebounder, great go-getter get type of guy. That's kind of the theme of the podcast, it seems like, at this point. He is missing an index finger on his right hand, but he still has very good hands, catches everything. He understands leverage. He's a vacuum, catches everything that comes his way. But, like I said, not a great blocker either. And then a couple guys that were mentioned to me that I don't know a whole lot about, Ian Thomas out of Indiana and Adam Brenneman out of UMass. Two guys I haven't seen a whole lot of, whole lot of throughout the course of the season, especially not the UMass kid. Uh, I did see a little bit of Ian Thomas, but not enough to really give you an opinion but I'll watch for both of those guys in the practices tight end position is going to be something that I look at a lot throughout the course of this process. Cause I think, I think Miami really would benefit from going after tight ends and kind of reshaping this offense around some tight end play. So they need to go heavy at the tight end class, Dallas Goder, Mike Gusecki, Troy Fumagalli, Ian Thomas, Adam Brenneman, your names there offensive line. I wrote down three names for this group. Before we get to the defensive side of the football here, Will Hernandez from the University of Texas, El Paso. He was dominant in the practices from what I've heard today. Haven't seen it myself. That's just a report that I saw. And I saw his name floated out there a lot in terms of that Quentin Nelson argument. I saw a lot of people saying you can get Will Hernandez around later and you'll be just as good off there too. So... Will Hernandez from UTEP. Isaiah Wynn, the Georgia left tackle, had a monster 2017 season. He is going to kick inside the guard because he has a little bit too short of arms, but he's a guy the Dolphins could look at, probably in that second to third round range to play left guard for him. And then Alex Kappa from Humboldt State. I had a buddy that played at Humboldt State, so shout out to that university down there, or that school down there. He is one of those guys with a nasty mean streak. Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out some of his stuff the other night. He just goes out and flattens people there in the offensive line. So Will Hernandez, Isaiah Wynn, Alex Kappa, those are the guys on offense I'm looking forward to. We'll talk About the defense here in just one second on Locked On Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL at Locked On Fins.
0: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?
1: Once again, here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast, the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama at Ladd People Stadium is underway. The practices have begun here on a Tuesday evening as you listen to this podcast on Wednesday morning. But talking about the players on defense that I'm looking at this week down there in Mobile, starting with the defensive ends. We talked about Marcus Davenport already. I think he's a top 10 type of talent, a total freak at the position. Cannot wait to see him. Ohio State's Jalen Holmes, another defensive end that was given to me, a name given to me by Kevin Dern. You guys know Kevin Dern from the podcast. He's another guy to keep an eye on. And then Chad Thomas from Miami, another one of those players that kind of has that Calais Campbell type of build and a guy that can really get after the quarterback, can play the run, can play all along the defensive line there. So Marcus Davenport, Jalen Holmes, Chad Thomas, my DNs to watch from the game. Defensive tackle, I only wrote down one name. B.J. Hill from North Carolina State. He gets after it as well with a lot of power, just a lot of physical brute power from him at the defensive tackle spot, linebackers, Shaquem Griffin from the University of Central Florida. Somebody asked me to talk about him. I believe it was Noah DuPont talking about the linebacker from the Central Florida. He is just such an awesome player to watch. Of course, he is the guy that has the one hand. He was a second team All-American in college football this year. He is a great play behind the line scrimmage type of player. An off-ball linebacker was how I saw him phrased. And I think that someone said that he didn't get invited to the combine, which is a total slap in the face and a total joke. And I'm sure look will get that rectified. But he's another guy that I just cannot wait to watch, he plays with his hair on fire with 100 miles an hour, and he gets takeaways too, which is so crazy because he only has one hand. So, Shakeem Griffin definitely keep an eye on him. Micah Kaiser, and then Uchenna and Wosu. I think I got that right from from Southern California. He was awesome in the Pac-12 Championship game. He had about 10 sacks this year, I believe it was maybe nine and a half for the Trojans out there in South Southern, Car- Southern California. Easy for me to say. Slow down, Travis. Sorry, I'm really excited, guys. I'm really really excited to go watch these practices because I I'm doing it here in about 10 minutes. So. SC's linebacker, Uchenna and Woso, a great pass rushing type of prospect guy, a guy that can play off the ball, maybe a 4 3 outside linebacker, even there, too. So, defensive backs, the last position here for the Senior Bowl, the preview episode in the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. BC's cornerback, Isaac. Yeadam, I hope I said that right. He is another one of those guys I'm looking at this weekend, or this week, I should say. And then Kaiser White, the safety from West Virginia guy I'm keeping an eye on. Armani Watts, the safety from Texas A&M. Siren Neal, Jacksonville State Siren Neal, kind of a cover one, single high center fielder type of player that can show a lot of range and goes all over the field. So those are your, those are your defensive backs. Yedom from BC, Kaizier White, Armani Watts from A&M, and Siren Neal from Jacksonville State, keeping an eye on all those guys. That is going to do it for tonight's podcast. As I said to you guys, please give me ideas for segments. Throughout the course of the offseason, through the summer, through the actual season itself, I want some segment ideas from you guys, things to name these segments I do as I kind of go free-verse on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter, at NFL. Follow the show, at LockedOnFins. Check out LockdownDolphins.com And, of course, the Locked On NFL Network on the Facebook page, as well as at NFL on Twitter. Be back tomorrow with another edition of the Lockdown Dolphins podcast with even more senior bowl practice updates from your boy. Check back then for your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football.